Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. What is up? It's Wednesday, August 19th. Sorry we missed y'all on Monday. We had some massive storms here in Texas Sunday night. My internet was out for the day. No Tech Breakfast podcast. I'm sorry, y'all, but we're back. We're back. We made and, it. Welcome uh, to the show. That storm was intense. That was some uh, yeah. crazy winds for uh, for North Texas, for sure. Did y'all get and, any damage? Uh, we didn't, know. I think oh. last year, we had a really, really powerful windstorm. Um, was that April, May? And uh, <laughs> all the weak trees in my neighborhood broke and died then. <laughs> so because uh, of these crazy down gas, I expected to see a lot more uh, felled branches and stuff, but there were there were like two um, in my neighborhood. But uh, man, I was standing outside my at my parents' house, and um, they have these just ginormous oak trees in their neighborhood that has a ton of them. But some of them, literally, some of the biggest trees I've seen in Texas, and um, the way that they were just bending in the wind, I was like, holy cow! Yeah. If anyone anyone was not taking care of their trees you're gonna have issues <laughs> so that would I, uh, I sustained some damage to my eyeball with some dust that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys get any hail uh there were a few no. reports of hail no i don't think so that's good I'm, no I'm we, outside, we, did, we didn't get any on ours we also don't have a lot in our neighborhood as far as like stuff to fly around and cause problems mm. but i did have some co-workers who like their fence blew down oh wow um, yeah so i believe it it was strong. I don't know what the gusts got up to, but just you know, visually, I, I was floored by how much the trees were, you know, straining in the wind. So it was cool. All right, let's get storm. into it. Let's get into it. Uh, we're gonna have a relatively short call today. Uh, we've got about twenty minutes left uh, before we all have to jump to different calls. But let's start with everybody's favorite news of the day. Uh, Oculus is going to require new VR headset users to sign up with their Facebook account. Now, Boo. nobody, nobody was excited to hear that. No, that yesterday. I'm so was, excited. Said no one ever about that news. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm going to give an unpopular opinion here. That you don't care. Does I don't care. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just could not care less. As someone who, yeah. I mean, I have a Facebook account, but I genuinely don't use it. Yeah, I I, yeah. Know, I have an Oculus headset, and I'm gonna have to merge my account. And you know what I'm gonna mm. do? I'm gonna I'm gonna merge. But you're gonna merge account. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, to me, like, I'm I'm gonna do the same thing. Uh, yeah. I I only use Facebook for the marketplace. Um, I I don't think I've even so much as looked at my I don't know what they call it the main screen page in something like five years. But homepage. Um, do sure. You internet much? Uh, is it a homepage? <laughs> do they have something else for it? I don't know. Yeah, I know you deleted Facebook ages ago. Now you have to you have to undelete. Do they have an undelete button? Probably. I'm sure they kept all your data for you. They packed yeah. it up. They didn't <laughs> keep it for him. <laughs> I'm with you, Russ. I'm with you. Um, it's just that, like, if you try to distance yourself at all, though, right, and, and not get sucked back into all the things that happen there, it just becomes that much more frustrating because once you connect it. Now it's going to inject all the other things that are happening. Oh, hey, you know, your high school buddy from wherever is playing Oculus right now. You should play the game with them or whatever. And you're like, no, I don't want well, to just want to like, I just want to, I just want well, to play know, this. They already stated that's, a that's feature. not a thing though, right? They said that you Yet. have a separate profile that's just for VR and have different friends lists and all that stuff. So do they say that? Yeah. 
I don't no, know. We didn't read the and news. Part of the, We're no, just no, no, angry because it it's Facebook. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is I feel like it's an irrational dislike because honestly, uh, I think it's it's one of those things where it's popular to hate Facebook. Yes, so. yes, it is. And look, no, I look I, I'm actually like with Mark you, Zuckerberg. So all of this offends me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm with you, Russ. I this really doesn't affect me very much. You know, I, I have an account. I have a Facebook account. Uh, I have an Oculus account because I've been toying around with that. It's sadly in a box right now as I'm moving. But um, I. I don't care about merging them. Um, I don't. I don't want stuff I'm doing in Oculus to be in whatever feed Facebook has. But I honestly don't even know what that means right now because I don't use yeah. Facebook as a social platform. So if I can the fact just that nobody nobody wanted this though, right? They're not doing things that their customers want. I don't, you know, that's what you want to do. I don't you know, know about that, man. I, I, as much as as much as we like you, to rag on it, as much as we like to hate on Facebook. No, 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 no. Well, hear me out, dude. Dude, I, I don't think I don't think the three of us represent their target audience. Maybe they wish it did, but it doesn't. Facebook makes entirely too much money for my opinion of whether or not they're doing the right things to matter one iota. So I think here, here's another perspective on that. I think that the look I, VR is great, and I think the three of us can appreciate it. It's still not only an incredibly small market, but it's it's a market that somewhat borders on irrelevancy. And even though Facebook has enough money to forever fund it, most businesses do not fund losing entities. And and right no, now we definitely. need we need for. VR, if it's going to continue to flourish and expand and grow, to be something that continues to generate positive revenue for mm-hmm. for the entities that control it, you know, and, and Facebook is the biggest one, sure. and so we sort of need them if they if they feel it's necessary to continue to to get positive motion out of VR to get Facebook integrated into it, then ultimately for the VR world, this this might be necessary for it to continue to grow the way. <laughs> that it really has over the last year. Like it needs to be able to, to be a positive okay. entity for Facebook. Bro, you just yeah. said if opinion. Facebook thinks it's needed, then it's needed. So, <laughs> uh, I, there's nothing hey, else I can say at this I, point. <laughs> I, I'm not crazy on. about it because yeah. I'm not crazy about all this stuff being integrated, but at the same time, you know, to kind of to, to piggyback on Russ's comment, if if Facebook doing this is a move towards making it financially viable, then I, I think I agree that it might be a necessary evil. Maybe that's the way to say it. If if tying it to Facebook, if tying it to Facebook makes Oculus more financially successful, then it might just be the tide that lifts the boats, right? Let me put it one more way before we move to the next thing related to this. And that is, if you ever want a non-Oculus successful headset to exist. Like you want something that can stand on its own and there's the Valve Index and there's HPEs making mm-hmm. one. But if you want this market to flourish in the long term, you want Facebook to be successful now because no one is going to enter the market that can really disrupt it unless mm-hmm. the market's going to be viable. So yep. you want them to be successful now in order to create whatever it is that's going to be anti-Facebook in the future. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. Also, I mean, I'm curious, Russ, especially with your knowledge of the gaming industry, you don't think that gaming is going to ultimately prop up VR? Like, is that not enough? 
I I honestly don't know. Uh, the, you know, the some of the experiences that drive the high end version of gaming, like the the stuff that really drives revenue, mm-hmm. is such a dramatic difference um, of experience. And when I say dramatic difference, I don't necessarily mean better. So, like mm-hmm. Fortnite, for instance, I don't know that. Yeah. That's better in VR, <laughs> it's, you know it's a I really mean? good point yeah uh and so that i mean if you look at the steam stats right now it's less than two percent of steam yeah. users have vr so i do think that that's the high-end market for vr i just don't know i think it's going to take a long time for that to flourish because a lot of those users they jump in and they're immediately ironically limited on the things they can do like you can't go do what you could do in quake in 1998 in vr right now and so it's somewhat limiting even though it's more immersive yeah Yeah, that's really interesting we're we're gonna have to dive into that a little bit more i know we love to talk about vr maybe we can get daniel or somebody else back on but we can really discuss what that market looks like how it's flourishing where we think success is going to be where where we thought it might be and where it failed stuff like that i think would be really interesting yeah well let's talk about a vr game um, so last night, I, and I don't know when this released, maybe a couple days ago, the Linkin Park album released on Beat Saber. And <laughs> cool. I was actually going to play Counter-Strike. And then my friend Brandon, if you're listening, wanted to play a game with his brother. So whatever. Didn't want to play Counter-Strike. Whatever. So whatever, <laughs> I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw on the Oculus and I'm going to fire up Beat Saber. And I ended up playing the Linkin Park album for two hours straight. Uh, which songs, awesome. I mean, do you have like numb? Do you have in the end? Do you have what, yep. what all? What all there's, there's 11 songs on there and, and I don't know the list off the top of my head, but realistically it's, it's any of the top real, okay. you know, 11 songs that they have. So numb was on there in the end was on there. A few, a few others I can't think of. Um, cause I'm, I'm not, I'm not great with music. I'm, I'm just not a music aficionado. And so, but it reminded me of when I was a kid, cause I listened, listened to Lincoln park in like lot of Linkin middle Park. school and high school. And, <laughs> and so it was just like, it took me back, man. I really enjoyed sitting there, um, just yeah. playing beat saber and going That's through awesome. the album. I got, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm, I'm good at the game, but there were two songs that I was able to complete on the normal difficulty, like 100%. And so I thought to myself, well, I'll just move to hard now. And then, and then <laughs> and I did that and it immediately failed like five yeah. times yeah. in a row. Yep. Yeah. That, but I, it was, it I was a similar experience. Yeah. Beat Saber is awesome. Uh, that's, that's fun. The nostalgia part was neat. Um, I, I went out and I found um, they have this whole community portal for uh, community generated Beat Saber levels i guess is how you say that and so lots of people have actually produced content using all kinds of songs and i went one day you know just because i was letting my kids ride through and play whatever they wanted um but i i grabbed lots of songs that i was familiar with whether it was a kid song or something from kids bop or it was you know something from a throwback for me the funny thing about the community generated ones is that they tend to be like the extreme difficulties and the first one i played i was like ah you know how hard can it be and and i just like you can't even get past the beginning of that without having a spaghetti arm like <laughs> trio or something. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I can't even track the colors, let alone the de- the the direction of the beat. And I'm just like, I'm just, it's over. Like immediately I'm just flailing. It was okay, hilarious. So, so we got Lincoln Park. When are we getting boys to men? I mean, I need songs like Motown Philly. End of the stop. road. Uh, just one stop. sweet day with Mike. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh man, that <laughs> no, does sound kidding. like Aaron's. Middle I'm just school kidding. Experience. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> joke. Twitter, I need. I need. Well, hey, just, 
tear him up over this. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. Yeah. Just this, destroy him on Twitter. Just tear him down. Just oh, sad. No. So uh, watch, watch. There's going to be like this huge fan base and he's going to say, yep, man, it the whole time. Oh, uh, sticking with the music theme. I was excited. And I think this is the biggest news of the day. I don't care about all this other stuff. Winamp 2 was remade in HTML5. Webamp.org, support for skins. You what? can get Win- Winamp online. Talk about <laughs> a throwback project. That's awesome. Anymore. No kidding. <laughs> I don't. Oh, there it is. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, talk about nostalgia. Yes. Yeah, I don't own any music anymore. Yeah, you. well, that's, I'll just pay for too. access to other people. That yeah, there you go. I'll give you access to my music. I still have a good good cache of uh, songs. Yeah, I don't. Just I don't so you can play it in Winamp. <laughs> Does it have the visualizer and everything? Uh, I haven't actually had enough time to click through it, but uh, I saw I saw that it supports skins and that it's got that look it has and to feel. Support skins. That's the most important. Part I know. Oh, absolutely. Here. Yes. Uh, I always did like the blue one with the lightning bolts and stuff. <laughs> so cool. Oh, awesome. man. I, throw, I wonder what drove. I mean, clearly they still have a user base. It must be pretty strong if they're putting in the effort to go HTML5 and then the browser. Uh, well, or it's just somebody's, you know, happy, happy project, project. right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like this, this probably has no winning. Lincoln backing. Park and Beat Saber wasn't working for him for nostalgia purposes. So nope. they rebuilt not enough. In HTML5. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does have a visualizer. This is awesome. Yeah, if you go in there, awesome. there's some, uh, there's some, uh, um, there's some songs in there already. It's got the yeah, full voice it, to men album and the llama whipping intro. Get on there. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. Make you feel We're good. running out of time. We got 10 minutes left. What else do we want to cover? What else do we want to talk about? I, I, uh, I want us to bring up this ridiculous Fortnite thing again with Apple. There's, there's two oh, things. There's two oh, no. things on it. Um, one of which is, and I, I tweeted this because I, yeah, basically, you know, like, I, I had made on the show this this notion that like some small developer was talking about how please don't take away the fee because it funds the tools I need. And I thought to myself, well, Epic doesn't care about those tools. I could not have been more wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Epic, Epic literally labeled because they are I guess the tools are being taken away from them is, is yeah. what's happening. And they, they labeled that as catastrophic to their business for them having these tools taken away. And it sort of gave me a different perspective. And I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, so if, if Apple is creating such necessary tools for you, then why are you doing this? What is, you know, is that, I guess that's just not, you don't believe that's worth the 30%, but now it's catastrophic that you don't have them. And I yeah. say this from the perspective of that a, of like a worth PC game development company that, uses you know develops their own tools and, and licenses them to people and so it's just a i don't know i yeah I, I don't know that i stand with epic in that regard now i feel like i sort of took a step towards apple if they're they have now they're not only the distributor but they're also the people who create the tools you use in order to create and, and manage your games online and so i um, i don't know maybe it no, is I'm- worth who are we this morning? We're uh, yeah, siding but, with Facebook. We're no, siding ooh, with yeah, <laughs> danger. Well, see, no, I'm not. I, I I'm not necessarily Facebook. jumping on the Apple bandwagon here. And and the, the only reason I say that is I still don't think there's enough transparency in where that cost is coming from or why it is what it is. Look, I'm all for Apple charging an appropriate fee to everyone that puts something on the App Store and to simplify it, making that flat, as long as there's enough of an understanding about how and why they got there. So if these developer tools are going to be made available to them, and that's 
representative of some percentage of why that fee is what it is, then that, that makes it just defend it. Defend the 30%. Right now, I don't think there is a defense for the 30%. I think they're scrambling to figure out like, oh, crap, we better justify this. Is it justifiable? Sure, maybe. Fine. Great. Do it. And then move on. I right now, it just looks like an ugly antitrust position. I think that value a, a lot of the times is somewhat arbitrarily decided. Sure. And so I, I think that's going to be difficult. But I think you're right. I still think there's there's room for possible antitrust type of things because they yeah. own so because they're it's the sole big. owner of this. And that's sort mm-hmm. of the problem. But what I thought was interesting was, was I, I'm kind of wondering myself, well, what leg does does Epic have to stand on? Like I recognize <laughs> that that Fortnite is big. And this next article showed that the App Store is nearly 40% of all of Apple's uh total service revenue at least wow. in, in 2019. Well, and the service revenue has been what's growing and making them still net positive as other parts of their markets shrink too i exactly. that's been true for years yeah so it, it, which it, is it, by it the way comes- just to give you a total number their service revenue is 46.3 billion dollars wow. so and and 18.3 billion of that comes from their top free to play games with in apps with in app oh. purchases of oh which Fortnite God. is the largest. Wow. Which I, I hate those apps and that structure in general. Like it it goes back to that whole, you know, gambling loot boxes. I, I'm still aghast at skins and, and selling them. I know that's totally just part of the world that is gaming. But um I, I think I think this is the point though. Like Epic is saying simultaneously, your, your fees are arbitrary or they're too high, and there isn't area to compete in that space. But I am dependent on you both for distribution of my game and for the tools to get it done. So I have no choice but to pay your fee. This is precisely why we have these conversations around antitrust. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's just crazy because there's a there's a quote from from the late Steve Jobs whenever they had kind of first introduced the App Store. Uh, it looks like it was in 2008. <clears throat> Jobs would go on to claim at the time, "We don't expect this to be a big profit generator." <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a, I guess it's a happy surprise for them yeah. because it seems to be working out well, quite well. That's an epic mistake. Uh but yeah. So, it, made fat pun. it was I sorry, I'm reading another all right let's move off of that we have five minutes left uh google meet comes to your tvs now thanks to chromecast I, Boom. I thought this was cool because it reminded me of back to the future when, oh yes when like marty mcfly or whichever yes. one of mcflies at the time gets fired from his with by his boss i don't know oh, it's just a TV. That's what I was Wait, thinking what? about whenever I saw you. it. I, you know, I totally remember that. Which one was that? Was that two, maybe? I, I, I think it was two. I'm pretty sure it was two. Um, and it was like, because he had, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm almost certain it was two, but it was basically he was in his living room and then this big, I know, his TV <laughs> basically came on by itself and his boss's face was filling the whole thing and was just was yelling at him about oh, something that oh, he had yes. not done. That's and then he got all these messages that said he was fired and it like printed yes. on a on some ticket creating <laughs> thing. I don't know. It was just, but that's what I thought about when it was like teleconferencing to me is going to be way cooler when we're just kind of walking around a room and people are just like on the TV and, 
you know that that was just kind of what I thought of when I saw this uh, Google. That Bingo is hilarious. <laughs> That's great. So I'm Talk excited about, about it. Not to. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm excited about getting hopefully fired. Nothing, hopefully, TV. nothing negative happens from it on 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 my end or anyone else's. But I think that the the concept is cool. That's nice. awesome. All right, what else yeah. we got? Uh, cloud is now bigger by market uh, than Dell, HP, HPE, sorry, Lenovo, and Cisco combined. What is cloud? Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's, it was too. quite nebulous. Nebulous. <laughs> Isn't that a type of cloud? Okay. <laughs> no, Cumulonimbus? <laughs> I don't know, man. No, not that kind of cloud. Is this Maybe. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, infrastructure as a service, 2019 revenues for 49 billion. Uh, platform as a service, 35.9 billion. Software as a service, 148 and a half. Total is oh, 233.4 yeah. billion. Year over year growth, 26%. Yep. And that is, it yeah, says so it is with the top five, um, I guess, uh, taking a third of that revenue. Top five providers. Yeah, the, the top five. I assume top five public clouds in that case. That's what I would assume also. Yeah. There's not a ton of detail here, but uh, that $233.4 billion apparently finally oh, jumped over. Oh, yeah. Actually, it says AWS, Microsoft, Salesforce, mm-hmm. Google, and Oracle. Uh, I've heard of them. No, uh, I have yeah. not. Yeah, software as a service, <laughs> platforms as a service, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so then the breakdown comparison is that $233 yeah, billion is more than... 224 billion, which is made up by 90.6 billion in revenue from Dell, uh, 51 billion from crazy. Lenovo, 30 billion from HPE, 51 billion Lenovo, from Lenovo, 51 billion? They're Cisco size? Yeah. That yeah, actually wow. Is I didn't know that. Yeah, that that's surprising to me as well. Very interesting. Still, yep. big markets out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. It is, but, uh, to, the the title is very clickbaity though to say cloud oh, for sure. is now bigger yeah but and then they say at the at the end right um so they call out you know the the infrastructure providers uh are looking at ways to sell things that are in the cloud like consumption options right so they clearly mm-hmm. understand cloud as an operating model um and they're just delineating between things provided as a service from a data center versus things that are sold into data centers that you then manage as a customer right so yeah and yeah that's, yeah, that's the are. that's the flipping point, right? And it would be and interesting to see too. Yeah. It would be interesting to see too, and, and maybe we're about to get to this, but that you know, like Dell's number, HPE's number, um, it, what percentage of Dell's ninety point six billion is also considered cloud, right? Because yeah. I'm sure it just contributes to say. a larger total, right? Yeah. But so what, 90... I guess the way this reads, though, what's interesting is that the IaaS, you know, platform SaaS, all of that. It, it appears to just be coming from that top five kind of cloud first segment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's a huge number. It's that is interesting. Yeah, yeah, it it is interesting, and, and I'll be interested to see uh, maybe what twenty twenty numbers look like because I expect so our cloud business has grown. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen it just it naturally grows, just like any any form of utility seems to do over time uh, but what is also interesting is is because the cost of funds right now is so low that that companies that can do it are are oftentimes looking to to buy and own assets where where sure. they can just go get funds especially private companies i mean we've seen i've i've seen one of my customers actually go from the idea of everything needs to be a capital expenditure because they were owned by a private equity firm to being sold 
by that private equity firm to a public company. <laughs> and once I found that out, I, I just posed the question. I was like, are you guys more interested in OPEX now as you're probably looking for you know, annual recurring revenue? And they said, absolutely, mm-hmm. please move yep. everything to OPEX. It's like, okay, cool. So that is now yep. what we're working on. So it's, it's an interesting thing to see because that the financial model I see oftentimes is what drives the adoption of one way or oh, another. And that right. shifts. That's the the story right there, man. And then if you dig into the fact that if on-prem infrastructure delivery companies can figure out and solve that problem of OPEX delivery on site, they've got the, they've got the competitive advantage then from a pricing perspective. It feels like. I I think, I think they will uh, largely is, you know, being, I work with, with all of these manufacturers and, and I see the effort going into it and, and in pockets it is, it is solved, right? Uh, but it is not all the way there yet. So we're seeing, we're definitely seeing a large shift uh, kind of heading towards that direction as being just another part of the offering overall. But I think that we're going to get it figured out uh, as far yeah. as what those models look like. Yeah. I was looking at a, uh, an, oh, and I got to go. I'm a minute late, but um, I was looking at a, uh, a report yesterday and it was talking about the barriers to customers joining public cloud. And a full one fourth of them stated that just the cost to get there, right? The the cost of the services is is prohibitive. It um, certainly is. I so. can I can attest to that at times for sure. <laughs> Aren't they your All right, <laughs> I got to drop. <laughs> you know, shut it no down. comment. Oh man, that was fun. We have so much more to talk about, which means we're going to have a very colorful Friday, no doubt. But that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Gentlemen, it was a pleasure having these conversations with you. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. And we will talk to you all on Friday. Later. Bye, everybody.